Welcome to Diablo Off The Record. My name is Dave, D-Enforce Adams, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about patch 1.0.3, and we're going to address a few community emails from listeners like you. Welcome back to Diablo Off The Record. Today's record date is June 22nd, 2012. My name is Dave Deenforce Adams, and sitting to my right is the illustrious Mistress Liz LeBeau. How are you doing, Liz? I am good, thank you. <laughs> and sitting beside her, looking creepy and using his most wonderful Jack Nicholson impersonation, is Keth. Here's Kathy. Oh that, God, that's really creepy. That actually, I said it. I just hey, want that. I'm just saying, is I'm a little bit scared right now that you're gonna cut my door down with an axe. I, you know, I may just do that. <laughs> creepy. All right. Today we're gonna talk a little bit about our sponsors before we get into our show. Keth, would you like to take that over? Absolutely. Today's show is brought to you by Doghouse Systems. These guys have. Some of the most amazing gaming PCs and laptops out there. Uh, these are top of the line. I mean, you're not going to get better. These are the games that are going to come out and they're going to, you know, remember when Crisis was the big thing. These things are, these rigs are going to run that thing flawlessly. 60 frames a second. It's amazing. Uh, and if you're like me and have no knowledge of hardware whatsoever, these are the guys that are going to get there and, and build a custom PC for you. And it's just going to be top of the line. Uh, they have amazing customer service. You know, you give them a call. You say, you know, my coffee holder isn't working. They may laugh at you a little bit, but they're going to take care of you. They also have a great deal for our listeners. Off the record, all one word. You enter that as a promo code when you're checking out. And they're going to double your RAM. That's, you know... a depending on how much RAM you put on the rig initially, that's that's going to be a 50 to like a $250 value. It's, it's absolutely amazing. You can never have too much RAM. We're also sponsored by Tweaked Audio. These guys have some of the best uh, earbuds on the market. You know, headphones, earbuds, they come with a lifetime warranty. I mean, you can't beat that. If something goes wrong, they're going to replace them for you. If you enter off the record all one word again, you're going to get 30% off the, any items at checkout. Uh, these brings some of their earbuds down to $12.99. I, I, you can't beat that. I went to Walmart a while back trying to get a good set of headphones, and you know I paid like 9 bucks. They broke like a week later. It was ridiculous. 
you know, and, and of course they didn't have a lifetime warranty on them, so I was out that ten bucks. You know, again, if you're looking for some good earbuds or some headphones, Tweak Audio is the way to go. They also have the little uh, changer thing on it that's going to work with your iPhone or your Android. You know what? It's a top of the line product. You just can't get better than that. All right. Well, thank you very much, Keth, for doing our sponsors. I think it's time for us to go into our week in game. Let's start out with having Liz. Would you like to tell us how your week was? My week was awesome after I got a new modem and router. Uh, so my game was not resetting every five to ten minutes. Uh, so I'm actually to get places. It's nice. It's really nice. I, I am experiencing the game now. <laughs> Especially with the 1.0.3 patch, which now I can play at higher resolutions. Oh, it's so wonderful. I could see everything. And Keth helped me out at the beginning of last week, or right after we recorded last time, didn't you, Keth? Oh, yeah. I you know jumped in, uh, did a little bit, watched Liz uh, stand around while I did all the work. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I basically stood around and picked wedgies out of my butt while he kicked Belial's ass. Push. So he was, this was uh, going up against Belial? Yes, it was. Uh, I got all the achievements for, you know, not getting hit and maybe like five achievements. I don't know. I was what, screaming so like loud. Not getting punched, not getting breathed on, not standing in his poop when he does that thing. Right. I, I yeah. couldn't get one punch in. He came and, in with yeah, a Yeah, as it punch. turns out, when you're uh, level 60 on Nightmare, things go pretty quick. I didn't intentionally... <laughs> kill Belial that fast it just kind of happened I think he just accidentally laid his his hand on his keyboard you know just you know out of boredom and it was dead so, so he accidentally killed Belial <laughs> yeah I don't know how that's possible seeing as I tried 17 times before that of course half of them had to do with me my game resetting but that's okay um now that I've got new equipment uh it's so nice going through the game like that I did have to go back and forth between my monk because I like the easier levels where I could just punch stuff without having to think about it. So that's that's great. I love the monk more than you do. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. We'll get into yes, that. And that's about it. I did discover the the value of slotted items or socketed items in the auction house. Yeah. What are you doing with them? I'm getting them. I'm searching for them. I uh, and. I do have to say that you got to play the auction house to get better equipment. I hate to admit it. It's, uh, yeah. Well, you know what I do is since there's usually like three to four vendors in game that sell me items, I'll just make sure that anytime I walk into the city, just in case they've updated their items, I always check and see what they have on them. And yeah, slotted items are amazing. You basically can randomly have them give you the your base stat that you want. And on top of that, right, Liz, you could you can throw even more stuff into your slots, even more gems, and pump up your main stat even higher than possible. Now I'm not even gonna I don't even go to the vendors anymore because their stuff is four times more expensive than anything I'm gonna get as I'm leveling up to level sixty. I'm not there yet. That stuff stuff on the auction house is cheaper most of the time if you know what to search for. Right. You gotta well, know what you you're searching for you're searching and set for. limits. Right. Yeah. Gotta set a, a low limit because uh, you're going to lose it anyway later on, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I know. So. <laughs> yeah, you got to play the auction house smart. 
Even if they don't have what you're looking for, don't buy something expensive, especially if you know you're just going to replace it. I am kind of mean, though. I'll look at low uh, auction prices, you know, just a 1000 gold or whatnot, and I don't even care. I'll just buy it out. I won't even play the bidding game yet. I will when I'm level 60, but, you know, at this point, meh. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it how people will put things up for a really high price and then make it so you have to bid on it and there's no buyout. Yeah, and you know, uh, try to think. I just had a thought in my head, and then it went away. <laughs> so, how about Dave or Dave or Keth? <laughs> yeah, how about Keth? How'd your week go? I, I know that you played a little bit with Liz. Did you do anything else? Uh, well, yeah, I, I got a chance to play with Liz finally. That that was kind of nice. Uh, unfortunately, I've been kind of busy this week, so I didn't get a whole heck of a lot of time in game. Uh, I did get a chance to play with Dean, uh, my bounty hunter and his barbarian. Your bounty uh, hunter. Bounty, what I say? You're, you're thinking back to Swotor, you said bounty hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was, yeah, uh, my demon hunter. Demon hunter, okay. There you yeah. go. Hey, yeah, Good what boy. game are we playing again? Yeah, you're, oh, you were on your bounty hunter, I was on my warrior. Yeah, and then, and then there was Darth Vader, and, and, <laughs> yeah, no, but- it was crazy. Yeah. At any rate, so I was on my Demon Hunter and and got a chance to play with uh, Dean a little bit. Uh, Unfortunately, my Demon Hunter is geared for Act 1. Dean is in Act 2. I was in Act 2 Inferno, yeah. Yeah, that went oh so well, especially with him kiting the mobs right on top of me every single time I tried to run away and fire from afar. Yeah, I wasn't kiting them on top of you. I was trying to get the heck out of Dodge. You just happen to be a decoy. Yeah. Good friends to have, by the way. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, I don't have to outrun the bear, I just have to outrun you kind of things. Exactly. So, well, I know that you aren't geared for it, and I felt really, really bad after basically throwing you to the wolves. Because we got a pack that was what? It was Waller, Electrified, Vampiric, everything that you could possibly not want together. Yeah, they also had small thermal nuclear devices. Yeah, they were throwing bombs at us, laying down poop. Pretty much everything you could possibly not want on a, a blue and, enemy. You know, at one point they called in the Death Star. It was crazy. Yeah. First off, they they were the, the big um, Fallens, so they have extra life to begin with. Plus, yeah, and then didn't they have extra life on top of that? It, it, I You know, I don't remember what all they had. I, all I remember is... It was insane. Yeah, they they had extra life on top of being a a high life enemy, which I I find that redundant. Why? <laughs> it's like, hey, this guy is going to have so much life that even if you were to be able to just stand there and smack him, he's still going to enrage, which they did. They were wallers, and we couldn't survive, and they, they eventually just enraged on us, and we gave up on them, right? Well... Uh, the correct term was I had to go to work or something. I didn't quit. I just had oh, well, other I quit. things. <laughs> I now, quit. Can you, I, oh, can I you never quit. Packs, I'm sorry. Can you have champion packs that have both the nightmare effect and be a jailer at the same time? That would be kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, some of the random effects are, are really interesting. One of the positive sides, though, is that it, you know, on Inferno, you'll run into something like Nightmarish, but with Mortar. And the positive side to that is they'll they'll hit you with the nightmare effect, which makes you run around and and GTFO as it were. And 
you know, you can't get hit by the mortars because you're running. Yeah. You can get hit by mortars when you're running. They could just run with you. You can run away from them, and they'll target where you were. Oh, really? Sometimes. Hmm. At least it feels like that. They may be random, but they just are too non-random to... I had a pack of those this week that were chasing after me. That's right after I talked to uh, Keth and you, Dean. Uh, I had to actually pull a Keth and run through a, an entire level just to get to uh, Diablo himself. I couldn't get past any of the dudes, and I was like, I'm going to be a wuss like D- like Keth and just run away, and that's what I had to do. Because Wait, was- Hang on. Did you just call Keth a wuss? Yes. Thanks for the compliment. I, I think uh, I think we all agree. Well, he was the one that was telling me when he was trying to critique my build, he was going, you want to get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because you were combining melee skills with range skills. Pick one or the other. I I know, you know. What is it? Jack of all trades, master of none, but I always have an AoE and a single target on any of my builds. Which is why you suck at life. You know what? But I'm having fun sucking. That's what it's all about. You know what? I can't. I did try that. your thing. I did try your build, like you told me to, and I only kept one thing, which was the uh, the mortar, not the mortar dude, the plagued dude. Uh, what is your what build are your, you using? Your uh, your venom hydra. Thank you. Oh, yep. that, how good is that? How does it? I I think I have it on my mage. I don't know. Well, he he had explained to me. He was like, "You're the guy is leaving poop everywhere." So that's hurting the enemies. And once he said that, and I was like, oh, duh. That's, yeah. Well, and, and you combine really... that with Blizzard and Frost Nova, oh. you know, you're slowing them down. When they're moving, they're slowed because of the Blizzard. And then you're locking them in place with the Frost Nova. Plus, they're right. standing in the poop, you know. And a, the, as the, we know from so many games, you don't stand in the poop. This is why Dean is no longer on my raid team. We don't raid anymore! Keth, you're fired. You're fired. Go. Sit down. You're in the fourth chair now. Okay. (laughs) All right. Anywho, speaking of of characters that we've been working on, I wanted to tell y'all that I've been playing a little bit more on my Barbarian, and he's still in Act 2 of Inferno. I'm knocking on Zoltan Kuhl's door. I'm getting ready to fight him, and... I, you know, I'm still, I know patch 1.0.3 came out this week, and I know that they nerfed the enemies in, in Inferno, especially Act 2, but I'm still getting one to two shots killed. Just well, constantly. Good. That's what you get for rushing to go to Inferno. <laughs> well, you know, you wouldn't say that if you were with me. I know. You know, but the, the positive side is, is this is basically the end game, and you don't want it to be too easy. You know, I, I realize it's difficult and, and I'm having a heck of a time, especially when I get invited further than I should be. <laughs> you know, You're but welcome. that that's the truth of it is, you know, I still have three more classes that I want to get to 60 before I really start doing the Inferno grind. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the name of the game. It, it's the end game. I, if it was over in 30 seconds, you know, what would we do then? That's the thing. I have like 125 hours on my barb. I have like 10k armor, 35k health, and 700 plus in each resistance. I'm where I probably should be for Act 2, and things are still wiping the floor with me. Yeah. I mean, I understand that they've, they've nerfed things in half, but when you were getting one shot by one enemy, now I have packs of 12 enemies coming at me in Act 2. 
combined, it's still way more than I can handle. I still attest that it's because you suck at life. Damn it, Kath. <laughs> oh, now I feel sorry for him. I want to give him a Diablo hug. That sounds horrible. All right. That sounds kind of horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to thank one person, lazy, the Lazy Joker on Twitter, uh, donated the Seven Sins Legendary Shoulders to me, which are a wonderful upgrade. They have nearly completely random stats. At least it looks like it. And... I got like 160 strength on it and it even has all resists on it. It's, it's wonderful. I'm so happy. So thank you, Lazy Joker. That came in wonderfully for what I ha- was using was just horrible. It was just all strength and all resist. This, this has everything else on it too. Oh, tell us about your helmet. Oh, my helmet. Yes. I, I do want to talk about my helmet. I know people are using the auction house a lot, especially finding things that is perfect for their class. You know, they want to have the best of the best items, which I I really don't feel that I should have to use the best of the best items. I want to be able to find good items enough to actually move through, well, especially Inferno, but my, through my gameplay on my own. I found this helmet, which I know I know Liz is in love with for some reason. I, I think <laughs> no, I know. Oh, no. She, Liz was telling me just how beautiful my helmet was the other day. My helmet on my my barbarian, I look like a giant bobblehead, don't I? Yes. Something out of Harry Potter. (laughs) No, it ain't from Harry Potter. It's totally uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's big big dobby head on your head. You're walking around. I don't know how you keep vertical. I have no idea what you're referencing. Anywho. Never mind. Um... I, it basically, it's these two giant, crazy horns sticking out from my head, and it's possibly the single ugliest piece of armor, especially <laughs> when you dye it, because the dye doesn't change the color of the armor, it changed the color of the horns. <laughs> so I can dye my horns bright red, and I still have this drab gray face plate covering my face. I love it. This week, other than playing with that, my uh, warrior... I've been trying to finish up all my other characters, just like Keth said. I, I really, I stepped away a little bit from Inferno to actually play my other characters. And I've gotten all my characters of each class through normal difficulty, and I'm starting on Nightmare with my Monk. And I know I've always been very vocal about not really enjoying the Monk gameplay, but I think I've found the skill that made me fall in love with it. And what it is, is it's a secondary skill called Wave of Light, which normally is possibly the ugliest skill in the game. It's where you <laughs> you drop a bell, and then you smack said bell, and it hurts what's on the other side of the bell, along with crushing what's under the bell when the bell falls, even though bells are empty. Well, yeah, but if you got hit by the wall of the bell that you crushed... Okay, so three inches of possible... Anyway, I don't even want to go into the physics of this. Any. What I'm using is the Explosive Light Rune, and what it does is it it drops the bell on top of me. As I said, it's empty. I don't get hurt. When I I drop it on top of me, anything directly around me gets affected, along with it shoots out in six different directions, uh, like an invisible monk that just pops out and smacks everybody in six different directions. I have fallen in love with this. I loved getting things crowded around me. There's another skill the monk has which will pull things in toward you. I've been using them together. I pull things in 
They stand right on top of me. Then I use Wave of Light and it destroys everything around me. So I, I've fallen in love with this. You know what, what Keth? Um, you were in my game the other day giving me pointers on my Demon Hunter. Yes, because you were playing it poorly. Okay, well, you're wrong. I was enjoying it. I didn't say you weren't enjoying it. I said you were playing it poorly. Okay, now, well... Weren't you the one last week that was like, there is no uh, perfect build? No, I, I, I... Let me make a correction. <laughs> there, There is no perfect build. However, there are certain skills that complement each other. <laughs> there is no perfect build, but what I was doing was like stabbing a fork into my forehead. Yeah, as it turns out, the demon hunter running around with a two-handed mace, not a good idea. Hey, I love Really? That mace. Even I wouldn't do that. That mace was awesome, okay? Really? It had a lot of dexterity. Back off. Anyway, <laughs> I was using smokescreen, which, thank you, Keth, that smokescreen is awesome. I'm using the rune, which brings it up to like a, a second and a half, and I was on Belial in Nightmare. I was on Nightmare Belial, and you know how Belial starts the fight? He, he makes you fight a bunch of his little snake ads that are just running around. They all, like, dogpile you. I pop smoke screen, and I run out of the ads, and they're just like, Hey, man, where'd you go? And I get off to the side of the screen, and I just pelted down all the ads, just threw everything I had at them. It was like, it was a breeze after I started using smoke screen. So, I definitely, thank you, Keth. I'm, I'm a fan of smoke screen now because of you. And this you know is just you- this <laughs> is just yet another perfect example of why you need to listen to me, Dean. You know, we actually have a fan club of people who don't listen to you. I, you know, I, I found that out the other day. It was actually kind of horrible. Everybody was trying to kill me on the Minecraft server, but that's another podcast. <laughs> awesome. That's one reason I won't play that game. <laughs> that's one reason why I do play that game. All right, Liz, were you trying to say something? I don't remember. I'm sure it had something to do with me making fun of Kath or something. It's, you know, that's always an admirable trait. You know, and that seems to be the thing to do this week. Oh, no, I feel bad, sort of. (laughs) All right, so let's get into uh, the Diablo 2 giveaway. One thing we do want to mention, for all those people who play and love Diablo 3 but are sad that you may have missed out on the story or maybe gameplay from Diablo 2, we at Diablo Off the Record have a copy of Diablo 2 as well as a copy of Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction to give away to one lucky winner. To enter, send us an email at Diablo Off the Record with the title of Diablo 2 Contest. But there's a catch. We want to see your craziest, funniest, and weirdest name yellow items. Snap a screenshot and send it in with your email, and we'll check it out here on the show. All entrants must be 18 years or older, and only one entry per person will be accepted. The item must be present in-game and presented to us. You don't have to give it to us, just show it to us to prove that you have it. In order to receive the game codes. So, make sure you send those in. Yeah, uh, we we've already actually... gotten a couple in the... Uh the inbox and and some yeah. of those are quite entertaining have you have you actually looked at them there, there's some funny ones like uh boots that are called leopard tread leopard treads or something like that which is basically the opposite of what you want from a boot is to be a leper because your feet will fall well maybe off. they have like little suspenders or something that keep them attached to your belt that sounds horrible 
But yes, we do. We have been getting a lot of cool items in, and definitely we are going to continue this. I'm thinking through the possibly next month. We'll see how long it can go. And when we find that one that just is so perfect, we'll probably call it out on the show and hand out our Diablo 2 giveaway codes. So go ahead and send those in. It's again, DiabloOffTheRecord at gmail.com with the title Diablo 2 Contest. All right, guys, that's it for our weekend game. Uh, Stick with us and we will be right back for the communal fire. Welcome to the communal fire, my friend. Have a seat. We'll share a story or two. Welcome back to the communal fire, where you have your official and community news. We're going to start out, this is actually going to be a really long section. We went through, we pulled out pretty much everything that isn't a active change that you may see in game, as well as things that are just bug fixes for tiny bugs that you may not ever have come across. To see the patch in its full glory, please go to uh, the Diablo3.com's forums or their main page, and you'll be able to look it up and see what's going on. We are going to get into this a little bit, and guys, Kat, Liz, feel free to interrupt me if you have any questions or statements on any of this. I know there's going to be a lot, so stick with me. Alright, first up, we do have a bunch of general information. To prevent monsters from being unintentionally kited into town, that's in Act 1. Nutrition, between Nutrition and the Weeping Willow, there has been a portal set up. So you can no longer kite in enemies from the Weeping Willow. You know, uh, this actually makes it sound like a bad thing, whereas I, I had a couple of instances I where I kited them into town just to help, you know, have the townspeople help kill them. You know, I found out that they wouldn't. They refused to help kill them. Oh, I I did. The guards there at the bridge will kill them. Uh, Tyrael actually comes to life when you have him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It, it, there were multiple times that I kited mobs into town for the intents of having the townsfolk attack them. Well, that could be why they nerfed that. They usually like to stop NPCs from doing your job for you, so I, I would think see that. it would be because of other people on your game. Say you're playing a public game and just oh, kiting into town and then... Could you imagine being in a hardcore game? I never oh. thought of that. It could, yeah, especially hardcore players, like... Wh- Starting the game and then have blues standing on top of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dan, we need to roll back to the uh, previous patch and you need to create a hardcore character. <laughs> Just for you to kill it, huh? Indeed. Yes. <laughs> All right. Real Money Auction House is now available for the Chilean, Argentinian, and Brazilian currencies. Good job, guys. Y'all can now buy stuff off the Real Money Auction House. Battle.net has been updated. Friends will now be sorted. Quick join menu will now also sort alphabetically and then by real ID and battle tag. Chat settings and preferences will now be saved whenever you log out. So if you don't want to be in general chat, you are no longer placed in general chat, even though they've already turned that off. Thank you, so, Lizard. Yeah, that's cool. So now we'll be able to play with the chat and keep it that way. Reporting another player using the report spam option will now mute that player for the duration of your gaming session. So, 
even if that jerk hops into your public game and starts saying, hey bro, you want to buy some gold? You can report him for spam and it mutes him. So that's also, that's a really cool thing. Suck it, gold farmers. Yeah. I can't wait until they actually let us sell gold on the auction house and the auction houses start evening out. Oh man. Blizz, if you're listening, do it. Yes, you got my thumbs up. Alright, classes! Now, I'm going to go through here pretty quick. If you hear something for your class that is an active change and you'd like to look into it more, again, please go to Diablo3.com and check out the changes in full. Barbarians, listen up. Your active skills, Ignore Pain, has a skill rune, Contempt for Weakness, is now maxed out at your max life. Overpower, skill rune, Crushing Advance, is now maxed out at your max life. As well, the tooltip has been updated. Passive skills, Relentless, now brings the fury cost of all skills down to 75%, down from 100. Also, uh, the 50% damage reduction remains unchanged. Demon Hunters, listen up. Caltrops, skill rune, Jagged Spikes. The effect will now only stack up to 10 times on a single target. Elemental Arrow, the skill rune, Nether Tentacles. <laughs> Which is Keth's favorite skill Oh yeah, rune. I have something to say about this one. Okay. Well, the tentacles will now only hit each target once. So Yeah, about that. Those of you that were whining that us demon hunters that get killed when anything even looks at us, this was our one skill that saved our lives. Aww. It hit multiple targets multiple times and healed us when it did. Now it hits one target one time and doesn't heal nearly as much as it used to. So now our glass cannons are even more fragile. Thank you, those of you that whined about the demon hunters being overpowered. I hope you enjoy the fact that you made my life miserable. I actually do enjoy it. Thank you. I hate you all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Moving on. Monks, listen up. Monks can now use spears, two-handed weapons, and two-handed swords. Congratulations, which is awesome. Active skills. The Serenity. Skill rune, instant karma. Now maxes out at your max life for damage reflected. Mantra of Retribution. Damage will now cap based on your maximum life. Or, sorry, the maximum life of the target. They're, They're doing a lot of that nowadays, so that you can't get heals or whatever back for doing more damage than your enemy or yourself is worth. Also, near-death experience has been fixed. Fatal damage absorbed by Serenity will no longer trigger near-death experience. Wizards, listen up. This is for Liz again. Your active skills, your diamond uh, skin, the skill rune, mirror skin, the amount of damage reflected will now cap at the amount of damage absorbed by damage diamond skin. Magic weapon, when activated, a buff icon will now appear so you actually can see how much time it has left. Thank you. Yes, now, thank I, you. I'm happy about that too. I, I'm excited. Um, I know that they said that they won't because you can actively see it floating around beside you, but Blizz, I want one for familiar as well. Meteor has also been up- updated. The skill rune Star Pact now does arcane damage instead of fire. I guess that's for enemies that may have resistance to one or the other. Moving on. Items. 
and this is a big one, but they, they have spoke about this for a long time over the past few weeks. The uh, increased attack speed bonus values on weapons and armor have been reduced by 50%. And this change does not apply to quivers because Blizzard believes allowing demon hunters to use a two-handed weapon as well as a offhand slot is a good idea. Well, you know, being as how people whined and took away my nether tentacles, I need to have something that makes my class viable. Keth, go sit in the corner and cry. We're doing the notes right now. I think he has okay. a point. <laughs> I, I know. He does have a point. This but... is, however, why I made a level 60 barbarian, because, you know, as it turns out, that's the class that's OP, not my demon hunter. Well, I'll surely, uh, I disagree, but we'll talk on that later. Anywho. High-end items, which are the items with the item level 61 to 63. Basically, you know which ones they are. They're the really cool top-end ones. They will now drop in all Acts of Inferno. And they will also drop drop in Acts 3 and 4 of Hell Difficulty. Yeah! Well, at least the level 61 and 62 items will drop in Acts 3 and 4 of Hell Difficulty. So... I know, Liz, you're getting up there close, aren't you? Yep. All right, well, I'm waiting for you to get there. <laughs> All right. This is a big one that I know that we're going to rant and rave about, but repair costs have been increased for items leveled between 53 and 63. You know what? I, I honestly have nothing to rant about on this one. You know what? It prevents people from doing the glass cannon build. The I'm going to come in, drop everything I have, and then die, and then come back and do it again. Well, I'm okay with that. The problem with this is, is when somebody brings you into their Act 2 of Inferno when you're Act 1 geared <laughs> and then lets you die. Well, the, whoever did that was a jerk. Um, the thing <laughs> I, the problem I have with this is that they put it up too high. Yes, I, a full repair on a top-end gear should not be 6,000 gold. You can make that by killing six enemies, but... A full repair on my gear is like 60,000 gold. That's obscene. Yeah. yeah I, I noticed that. It's it's about 10 times what it used to be because my repair right. costs used to be about 2,500 and it was up to 25,000. Remember how we had that quote talking about, hey, how much should we put it up? We had a blue quote the other day. It was about saying, hey, we should, we're thinking we should increase it four to six times. It increased tenfold. That's that's not wow. it's so much money that I don't feel that I can progress in act 2 without reasonably. I I reasonably cannot justify playing act 2 and further until I have just a godly set of armor. It's such a hit on my piggy bank that it's not worth progressing because of how much I die. And the thing is is that they also did a a quote that we'll get to later you're also taking an extreme amount of damage from doing normal things by just hitting and breaking boxes and things. So just normal gameplay is taking away so much money, it's absurd. And I, I know earlier I wanted to talk about, I think that they should remove checkpoints. Oh. And this is what, where I wanted to get into that. The problem that they are trying to fix is what, Keth? What, what was the whole point of this? Well, the problem was was you'd you'd have a checkpoint, and if it especially if it was right 
outside of a, you know a specific area or you know just inside the door to an area you could kite the enemies back to that door and then you could a run out of the door heal up come back in and fight them again or if you died you'd respawn right there so what you could do is you know besides the fact that eventually if you died enough you'd have to wait a minute and a half for your respawn timer you could just come in drop everything die come in do it again you know non-stop have a 20 gold repair bill because you know it wasn't an issue right and, and that was the end of it you know you they people were actually building builds that had no armor no resistance just to just come in pure blast away until they die and then do it again right yeah so there were no repercussions this repercussion though isn't stopping that there are items you can get which are completely invulnerable to damage there's this actually is not a fix all it's doing is stopping good players from playing in the higher difficulties and and actively progressing well that's what this is doing you know and what it boils down to is is you know we can debate the semantics all day because you know yeah i can say you know what a full set of indestructible gear is a legitimate strategy me having my nether tentacles hit everything three or four times is a legitimate strategy. You know, these are things that players are figuring out in order to win. Now, the question is whether that's breaking the game, whether that's taking advantage of a skill, you know, things like that. That's where everybody goes, oh, well, this is OP. Well, it's OP because I figured it out and you didn't and you're ticked off about it. And here's my thing. I believe I've come up with a fix for this. First off, the repair bills are way too high. They need to be dropped. Maybe not as much as they were before. Yeah, I do believe that they were way too low. But they do need to be dropped. Secondly, checkpoints are the problem. Checkpoints are making it so people in in-game are farming using the checkpoints. I believe in Diablo 2. If we die, we should go back to town. Waypoints are the key. Waypoints are your checkpoints. Use them. They're in the game. Utilize them. Take out the checkpoints. Make us use waypoints. It'll be pretty much the same thing. In fact, what it'll do is you hear all these people, and correct me if I'm wrong, people since the day this has come out has said that this game is far too linear. How many times have you heard that? That this game is... Yeah, but... You it know, basically, I, I think a lot of that has to do with MMOs and everything else. And and well, you look know, at this. I, I don't think it has to do with the fact that the game's linear. I think it has to do with people are used to different games. You know, well, Diablo two came out ten years ago. At the time, that was you know this was the way the game pl- was played. Well, Keth, look at it this way. Let's say there were no checkpoints, and you were walking through the game. You die. You're sent back to town. You have to use your waypoint to get up to as close as possible to where you were previously. Now, let's say you do that. Are you going to take the exact same path you were before from the waypoint to where you died? No. It it depends on the class. You know, it depends on a lot of things. A, if I'm going out to, to get loot, then no. If I'm going out to just make it to the next mob or make it to the next checkpoint or whatever. If you're just making it to the next checkpoint, it doesn't matter if there's anything in the game. You're just going to walk from point A to point B. 
So that play style we've already addressed in many times saying you can beat Skyrim in six hours. You can beat Diablo in six hours. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that this game, because of the checkpoints, it feels like you're breadcrumbing. It feels like you're being handed the next step every single time instead of working towards your goal. You know, I, I can't argue with you. I, I do agree that the checkpoints, you know, especially things like, you know, the checkpoints just inside a door, you can kite the mobs to the door and then just sit there and die over and over again. You know, that's an issue. As far as, you know, removing checkpoints completely, I don't know if that's well, the perfect solution, but on the other hand... If you the know, problem is removing checkpoints completely, add a few more waypoints. Make waypoints stay. Everyone loves being able to say, hey, dude, I found the waypoint. Now, I would love it if you started your game and you had your waypoints already found. Wouldn't that be cool, Liz, to be able to just hop into the middle of the area you've been farming for the last 10 hours and be able to just continue on? This is the o- this is a good solution, I think, because somebody like me that keeps getting dropped from the game and I'm having to do what you, you were just describing starting from the very beginning, I think, it, God, it would be excellent. More waypoints. I don't care, you know, checkpoints. Well, it is a little bit, you know, bad in a dungeon, you know, if you get cut off, but the waypoint thing is a huge, huge uh, deal, That what they need. In it. It's It worked in Diablo 2. It made it feel open. It made it, you feel like you had that choice about where you wanted to go. It, it, yeah, it but... It did work in Diablo 2. You know, I, I can't argue with it there. And, you know, this is a proven thing. People are, you know, up until Diablo 3 came out, people were still playing Diablo 2. So, obviously, something they did in that game worked. And, you know what? I like the idea of the checkpoints sticking around, or the waypoints sticking around, at least, because, you know what? I earned those things the first 20 times I went through this area. I should be able to get to it on the third, or, you know, 21st you know, time. And do it the same way they did in Diablo 2. If you earn a checkpoint in normal, the next time you play a normal game, you still have that checkpoint. But then wouldn't people be jumping through areas? Well, they're already running through areas. Well, well, I no, had to eventually do that during one, but... <laughs> you know, no, because you you have to get to that checkpoint, or that waypoint, in order to unlock it. Right. So, okay. you know, just because you unlock that cathedral waypoint in normal, you're not going to have it when you get to Inferno. The, you know, there's no skipping it. You still have to earn that waypoint in Inferno. Exactly. I think it's a good idea that, you know, the checkpoints are the problem, not the repairs. Well, the repairs were a problem. They did go a little bit overboard and they need to be looked at. But the big problem is the checkpoints, and that's not been fixed. I just, I don't see use for them. Anyway, we're we're running too long on this. We need to to move on through these notes. We still have a ton. Um, Magic find will no longer be considered when looting objects in the environment, such as chest, barrels, vases, pots, and corpses. The item quality of components needed to craft the Staff of Herding, as well as the Staff of Herding itself, have been changed from common to legendary, and the Staff of Herding can no longer be salvaged or dropped. Crafted items that are dropped on the ground due to players' inventory being full can no longer be picked up by other players, which is... that's awesome. 
Unique monsters in Hell and Inferno difficulty are no longer guaranteed to drop two magic items when slain. Which is, is fine, because when you have the five stacks of Valor, you're guaranteed to have, what, one? Right, Kev? I, I'm pretty sure it's one rare once you have the five stacks, right. but uh, it, it, it's mentioned, I think, later in the patch notes. All right, we'll, we'll get to it. Weapon racks will no longer drop weapons 100% of the time, which is stupid. Yes. I disagree. There were too many white items in this game anyway. Oh, well, it, there, you know, nothing hurts with dropping a white item. They're not worth anything anyway, but it just makes me feel happy to see stuff drop. Not like I'm picking up white items. <laughs> Um, destructible objects no longer have a chance to drop items and will only have a chance to drop gold when destroyed. That's, I, they even commented, a, a blue post commented on exactly why they did this. Apparently there's a group of guys who were going around keeping a full set of magic find gear, clearing out areas, then going through it with the magic find gear just to break objects to try to get the best items in the game. That's what I would do. That's insane. And, you know, this again, where we can argue semantics, but to me, you know what? Good on them for finding a, a, you know, a way to play the game. I agree. This is something that they just... You know, but on the other hand, that wasn't, you know, what Blizzard intended, so they fixed it, you know. But on the other hand, you know, good for those guys that figured that out before, you know, it got fixed. I hated this at first. I was so pissed and then i realized that i was actually making further progress because i wasn't going around trying to punch everything so i hated it at first turned around good yeah i mean i'm still destroying everything (laughs) i can't help it every once in a while i just gotta do it (laughs) yeah so it doesn't really stop me one way or the other but all right moving on weapons and armor balanced items the the white items that say balanced in front of them will now grant a percentage to attack speed and uh this only affects the weapon itself rather than your character so you may want to watch out for that balanced items crowd control reduction on items and skills will now reduce the percentage value of slow chill and attack speed debuffs rather than reducing how long the debuff lasts which is which is cool especially since they the the debuffs were so minuscule anyway it really didn't matter <laughs> user interface your minimum damage and maximum damage values will now display separately on an item tooltip in other words instead of it saying between two to four damage, it'll say plus two minimum and plus two maximum damage. So that's that's actually good for the people who are into crunching the numbers. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Tooltips for items on the ground will now show comparison stats. So you can just hover over the items on the ground. It'll pop up and tell you what's going on. Resist values will now be taken into effect when calculating the protection comparison stat. The protection value is an average protection estimate of all of your resists. So it now puts in resist, armor, and what else? It does something else too, doesn't it? Dodge. So it now does a ton of things instead of just telling you exactly what's happening. That's possibly a, That possibly can come bite you in the butt. So make sure you're comparing properly when reading out what's better than, than what. When comparing a two-handed weapon against two currently equipped one-handed weapons, the game will now simulate the removal of both one-handed weapons 
instead of simply removing the main hand weapon. So it'll tell you exactly what's going on, and I'm still getting used to that. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Oh, oh god, they needed to do that, but they needed to make it more clear that, uh, I don't know how, that they're removing both, because I didn't even know about this until I was reading these notes. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, Demon Hunters, this also removes your bonus that you're getting from your, uh, what is that, Keth? The, uh, little fetish head things that you hold. I, I Again, I haven't <laughs> no, played for, the Demon for, Hunter. No, from yet. Demon, Demon Hunter, your, your archer dude. Oh, quivers. Quivers, thank you. Yes, this does include removing your quivers, so make sure you when you're a Demon Hunter... You gotta do a little bit more work. Take off your quiver before you start matching off, matching up items to see what's better. When selling items to a vendor, the most recently sold items will now always display at the bottom of the buyback tab. And has that messed with y'all? Have you have you encountered that yet? Nope. Okay, it freaked I me don't out. Sell things I need. I I I accidentally do every now and again. It freaked me out. Anyway. There have been a few bug fixes. Items level 50 and above will now display their item level in the tooltip. So yeah, that wasn't a, that, you know, I don't know where that got screwed up. I don't know if that was in the patch notes or when well, I, I'm, you know, I'm we got it into the that. show notes, but that's not a bug. That is a legitimate addition a, to the game. That's I'm happy about it. So, Oh no, great. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, I don't know why it's under bug fixes. I don't know where, where that that's, mistake hey, came. It's a that's blue post, something that so. changed. Damage over time skills will now properly benefit from items with the plus critical hit chance affix. Legendary items with plus attack speed bonus will now correctly provide a bonus to attack speed. Please note that this fix will only affect new legendary drops. Existing legendary items will be addressed in a future patch. You you know how I love to harp on things that have already been said, you know, like my rants on authenticators. Mm-hmm. Again... Please note, all right, this this is the part where you listen, that this will only <laughs> affect new legendary drops. Existing right. legendaries, the ones that are already broken, will be addressed in a future patch. They I would are like still to say broken. I would like to say they did give a, a, a win that this will be fixed. This fix for the legendary items with the broken attack speed will be addressed in 1.0.4. So those that will be fixed. All right. However, if you would like to dump those auction or those items on the auction house because they're useless to you because you didn't listen to what we just said, <laughs> uh, I'm willing to buy them for cheap. Oh, what happens when somebody if somebody holds on to an old legendary item and then later on just decides to put them in the auction house? Is it still going to be broken? No, It'll they're going to be, gonna be fixed. fixed until... Well, you never know. <laughs> well, right now's the time because people who aren't listening to us are going to be like, it's still broken. I got to sell it. Definitely. Now's the time <laughs> to be hunting for them. Yeah, jump on the auction house, get that 50 million gold legendary item that's being sold for a thousand because it's broken because people yeah. can't read patch notes. Players. Spend too much time lining, uh, whining on the F word. <laughs> the forums. <gasps> I said it. Anyway. <laughs> Players wearing plus life on kill items should no longer receive a benefit from this affix when killing friendly monsters. In other words, witch doctors resummoning a spider queen while another spider queen is actively still alive. Uh, fix a bug with linking items with socketed gems in chat. Fix a bug where vendors would occasionally not have any items for sale. I haven't seen that yet. A bug where 
Selling more than 12 items to a vendor and then buying one back could cause multiple items to disappear from the buyback tab. Fix a bug where swapping one one slot items, i.e. a ring with a slot two slot item like a weapon, uh, in the second or third tab of the player's stash would sometimes cause a second two slot item to be filtered incorrectly into the first tab. Fix the bug where causing the uh, collector's edition dies to sell for the same price regardless of stack size. So not not like you'd ever need to sell those, but hey, I guess if you, that's how you make money, I'm very sorry. Crafting! This is awesome, and we all should applaud. The gold and material crafting costs for all items level 1 to 159 have been reduced by 50 to 75%. There's a level 159? Yeah, 1 to <laughs> 59. 1 to Aww. level 59. Level 1 to level 59. I'd just like to say that I am so excited about this, because I've been making stuff like crazy. I, I have the Borns set, like I've said before. I They reduced everything on them. The cost, the items that it takes to make, everything has been reduced. It's so cool. I'm, I'm so happy about it. I you did squeal over the chat. Yeah. I, yeah. And you they did squeal. admit to tears. I did. Blacksmith. The gold cost to level the blacksmith have, has been reduced by 50%. The number of pages of blacksmithing, tomes of blacksmithing, or tomes of secret required to level the blacksmith have been reduced substantially. So glad I maxed that out before hearing yeah, that's, about this change. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. I, have, I had him maxed like a week before this came out. Ah, hate it. Anyway, the number of pages of blacksmithing and tomes of blacksmithing required to craft level 1 to 159 items, or you yeah, 150, 1 to, to level 59 items has been reduced. Dang it, Liz, now you have me saying 159. I like it. That's because you said it the first time. Okay, you're both wrong. I, I, I said 59. We love Moving you. Moving on. Read the notes. <laughs> All right. Items with three affixes no longer require pages of blacksmithing or tomes of blacksmithing to craft. The gold cost of crafting items with four affixes or five affixes, including items in Inferno difficulty, have been reduced. Weapon crafting costs have been reduced. And finally, the change for level 60 items to produce, or the chance for level 60 items to produce the legendary crafting materials when salvaged has been reduced, which I'm still missing that achievement and I'm mad about it. I looked on the auction house. If I find a, a legendary level 60 item that I can break down, I'm gonna. It better be cheap, though. <laughs> You'll do it. <laughs> I will. Eventually, I'll find one for like 25,000 gold, and I'll buy it and just break it down. All right. Uh, Jeweler Ooh, has I some changes. Right, you want to read it? Go for it. The gold and material costs to combine gems ranked 2 through 8 has been reduced. Combinations for these ranks now only require 2 gems down from three and we're talking these prices have gone down from 20,000 to a hundred gold on rank oh eight my. i know <laughs> yes. i spent an hour and a half crafting gems that i had stored up specifically for this patch <laughs> we actually now we got realize, emails about that too <laughs> everybody loves this now i realize what the heck am i gonna do with 30 flawless square gems I have the same problem. You know, it's not a bad problem to have, though, is it? Oh, no. I mean, you know, it could be worse. I could have 30 chipped. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I had, like, I had stacks and stacks. I had my third bank tab 
was all gems almost. I should have taken screenshots because I had the same thing. I, I know. I really, I'm, I'm kicking myself now for not having the screenshots to show that off. But really, I probably spent a good 30, 45 minutes just combining gems the other day. I'm out of tomes of gem crafting completely. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. But it was a welcome change. Yeah, I'm happy about it. I am. Some more changes. Now, these, I, I cut a lot of this out, but I do wish for anyone who wants to see in depth what has been changed, again, Diablo3.com, check the forums or the main page for the 1.0.3 patch changes. General, bosses have had their pathing improved, so they're not going to be as blocky walking around. Bosses, some of them have had their enrage timer effects changed, such as... Certain bosses will now summon different types of creatures when they're enraged or use different types of skills. I think Zoltan Cool got a ton of changes where he teleports around and drops the ceiling on you, which is it's pretty neat. Yeah, he can also hit you from across the screen. Yeah, he's he's crazy now. Um, the quality of items from the fourth stack of Nephilim Valor from bosses has been slightly reduced. So make sure if you're going up against a boss... Five stacks of NV. Five stacks. Monsters in general. Champions, rares, and uniques have had their pathing improved. Again, not as blocky when walking around. Elite packs. Your champions and rares will now drop an additional item for players with five stacks of Nephilim Valor, which is guaranteed to be of rare quality. Damage from Monsters Act 2, 3, and 4 in Inferno difficulty has been reduced. Ha! <laughs> oh, reduced my butt. Um, Soul Rippers and Soul Lashers damage has been re reduced and both monsters will now run away less often. If you, if you don't know who these guys are, they're the jerks who stick their tongue out at you. Ooh. Yeah. Apparently there is a problem with them being way too far away to hit and smacking you with their tongue at the same time. So they have, uh, their attack has been reduced and they run away less often. Wasps, my least favorite enemies in the game. Yeah. Mage Constructs and Winged Molochs in Act 3. They now all run away less often. Succubi now run away less often and for a shorter distance. Lacuni and Scavenger Rares and Champions will now unburrow when they're called by their allies. And this is for those people who are hunting Chiltara in Act 3. So let's hope that more people find her. Morlu, the, the, the evil flying summoning jerk faces from, from Act 4, no longer have the ability to have invulnerable minions, health link, or the fire chains affixes, because they, they teleport around, they're just pretty much impossible to kill. Oh, those fire chain things. I hate those guys with fire chains, so no more of those. Plagued arcane enchanted and electrified monsters will no longer have resistance to poison, arcane, and lightning damage, respectively. That's a good thing, seeing as how mages were having a bit of a problem with them. Mages. Wizards. Leaders of invulnerable minion packs have had their health pools reduced. <laughs> That's a good change. Mortar monsters can now hurl their projectiles further, but their minimum range has been increased by 100%. So, if you see a mortar monster, get all up in their grill. Bug fixes! Succubi have had their Blood Star debuff will no longer affect the player if it's d properly dodged or blocked. 
the damage from the Succubi's Blood Star, that, that debuff that they put on you, now scales on the current cost of the player's skill, even if the cost is reduced by items and skill runes. So, Thank God. Yeah, that'll be nice. <laughs> Monsters with the extra health fix should no longer gain more health every time the player a player leaves or joins the game. Monsters with the reflects damage effects will no longer reflect follower damage back to the player. Thank God. <laughs> you know, I've been quiet on most of these, but some yeah, of these some of them were nice, are things they? that I've run into, and mm -hmm. it, these are huge improvements. The fact that I had decked out my Enchantress with nothing but intellect gear, she was hitting hard, and compared with the fact that my Demon Hunter is hitting ridiculously hard... Yeah. Flex damage. If you can reduce those, man, that's that's always a good day. Another thing, uh, this bug, I actually, I, I saw this in-game after they said they fixed it. As apparently they said that they fixed a bug where sand wasps, their projectiles could sometimes become invisible. As I if they weren't hard enough! <laughs> <laughs> now they're invisible! <laughs> I actually had this happen to me. I had this happen after 1.0.3. I had them going invisible on me. Really? Really? Could you please just auto-kill my character? I don't want to have to see this happen. <laughs> yeah. Blizzard, come on, bro. Alright. Moving on, some bug fixes. I'm going to go through these really quick. I know we're already running short on time. The experience bar for characters at level cap on a guest pass account will now display zero through zero experience. If the account holder upgrades the full game, their characters will be at zero to 41,000 experience toward the next level. The speed of the animation that plays when resurrecting another player should no longer scale with your attack speed. Attempting to cast a skill while spamming a town portal hotkey will now correctly interrupt the town portal cast and animation. So no more bubble hearthing. It's no longer possible for players in Hell Difficulty to skip to Inferno Difficulty by creating and leaving public games. It is no longer possible to prevent character death in a single-player game by pausing it and opening up another game client and logging into it with the same account. Sorry, hardcore players, no more cheesing it. Haha. <laughs> Fix a bug where the Lyceum in the Southern Highlands in Act 1 was not appearing, and I gotta say... I, st I still haven't found it, but I've been noticing that all the areas have been a little bit more randomized. So that's really cool. Found a bug where players could switch their offerings in trade windows right before clicking its accept. And due to high latency, the game would not always be able to verify that both players were accepting the same offerings. So I know people were scared of trading before. They fixed it. So you're good for in-game trades again. Fix the position desync bug, a.k.a. rubber banding, that could happen when some movement skills such as Strafe, Whirlwind, or Tempest Rush has ended because the player ran out of the appropriate resource. Yeah, I had this a lot. anyway. Well, I had this happen a lot with Whirlwind, and I'm, I'm actually glad to see this happen. They fixed several issues where a player's character would get stuck or rubber band while moving if their movement speed was slowed in any way. And... I know Liz wants to squeal in delight to this, but I've actually had more rubber banding happening since patch 1.0.3. Yeah. 
but guess what? Before. I haven't. <laughs> I, it may just be me. I may be on a horrible connection. <laughs> um, several per- performance improvements have been made to both PC and Mac clients. Now, before I let Liz at this to squeal, everyone please hold your ears because this is going to get loud. Liz, how do you feel about that? That's it. All right, now that all of our listeners have either turned off the podcast or are deaf, let's continue on. The final thing is the auction house. Item tooltips in the auction house will now correctly reflect stat bonuses provided by socketed gems, which is cool because... No. No, I'll tell you how this is cool. You can see the base DPS on your search next to the item, but when you hover over the item, it'll show you the change in the tooltip. So you can see both. Yeah, like DPS, but what if you're they're socketed for, you know, extra intelligence? You can't, I don't think you can't they can look do by intelligence that. by then. Yes. Uh, that that does need to be fixed. You don't need to people can cheese having a certain type of stat on an yep. item for searches by adding let's say they want to add a chess piece. It doesn't have any stats on it, but it has like three sockets. They can put three different types of of gems in there and people will be able to search and find it by those gems, which is... I really wish I could weed those out, because I'm I wish I could too. a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm actually kind of disappointed that they have that. Moving on. Items with class-specific affixes should now display the class restrictions properly. And yes, they do. It should no longer be possible for players to purchase a stack of items so large that they can no longer be sent to their stash. Which is a very good thing. The data displayed in each auction house tab should now properly reset when logged out. Alright, that's all for patch 1.0.3. Do we have any other views that we want to say on this? They are talking about the repair costs. It will be addressed. The blue post says, We're looking to reduce the durability hit hit players take from normal wear and tear. We agree with players and feel that characters who never die shouldn't be getting hit with a giant repair fee every couple of hours. And I could really care less. I'm going to be dying anyway. Liz, you are right on the cusp of being hit with that. So you're going to find out pretty shortly. Well, I understand that, but I'm going to be dying anyway. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that I don't like... I understand this is to stop people from the way they don't want people to farm. But this isn't just affecting those people. It's affecting people who are just playing the game normally. Yeah. They really got to do something about it, and I think that they will pretty soon. Um, but do we have anything to say before we move on to the next uh, news point about 1.0.3? Keth, are you there? Oh, yeah. I got nothing. I'm. You're good with yeah, it? Yeah, we pretty much covered it. All right. Before we move on, I want to ask y'all. Overall, do you feel that these changes were in the positive, or do you feel that this is actually damaging the game? You know... Again, it, it's one of those things that this is still a brand new game. You know, people are going, oh, well, the game's been out. It should be fixed, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is an online game. There are aspects of this that are going to be changed. You know, StarCraft Two still getting patches, changing balancing issues because somebody finds something and breaks it. You know, the same with world of warcraft with its 15 billion people that play the dang thing they're gonna fix it but they made a lot of radical changes if i had to give it a number i'd say that i felt this patch was an eight out of ten you know 
I feel that majority, it's a lot of great things, but there are some things that they do still need to work on. Just like you said, it's going to take some time, but they do need to work on it. If you had to give it a number, Keth, what would you say? You know, at this point, I'm one of those guys that, you know, stuff happens, patches come. It's a 50-50, you know. The patch just came out. I honestly haven't gotten a chance to play around with it you know, nearly as much as I need to, you know, some of this stuff's good. Some of the stuff's bad. You know, there, there are some seriously good changes. There are some seriously bad changes without my nether tentacles. My demon hunter is useless with the build. I currently have, I'm going to have to come up with something completely different. That sucks. You know, but on the other hand, if that's not the way blizzard wanted it to be played, that's not how they wanted it to be played. And you know, now I got to come up with a new way to, to, rock the house you know and right it happens so you're giving it a five out of ten square on the nose right yeah, well I, you know i'm giving it a 50 50 you know five out of ten makes it sound like i'm saying this is terrible but you know like i said no, I, 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 yeah. I haven't had the chance to play with it nearly as much as i want and you know some of these some of these changes seem a little extreme yeah they are some of them are way overboard um liz how do you feel about this this patch as a whole the performance issues are the reason I I would do naughty things to this patch because it's so <laughs> good. <laughs> but um, oh, that was yeah. A lot of the stuff is for uh, legendary or level sixty people, and yeah. so I really don't care yet. I will, uh, but oh, the performance issues and the costs of uh, of uh, making gems and stuff like that—that's so worth it. I I completely agree. Yeah, so basically everything you're feeling right now is just pure positive, right? Well, yes, but I wonder how much of this is caused by people complaining about stuff. I mean, how, how much does Blizzard bend to the will of um, In my experience with Blizzard, not a whole heck of a lot. They don't really bend as much to complaining. If they find something that's a good idea, they will run with it. They don't really deal with complaining Positively. Yeah, if, if you suck at life and can't play the game, don't expect Blizzard to fix it for you. Well, it's not that. It's They like to make it so people are enjoying the game, but Blizzard is more actively searching to fix exploits at this point in the process okay. than they are about comfort, which they will get to. And there's going to be a point later on, and I'm sure it's only a few weeks away, where we get to the point where it's... You know, changes that they make are just for player comfort. All right. I anywho, moving on. Uh, Keth, you have something to tell us about the starter edition we spoke about. You know, th this is something that I just saw today. Uh, I, I didn't get a whole heck of a lot of information on it. If it applies to you, you may want to look into it. Um, as of patch 1.0.3, when purchasing a digital virgin, uh, digital <laughs> virgin. Digital virgin. Okay. I was wow. listening to Madonna earlier today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Me too. A uh, digital version of Diablo 3 through the online store on your Battle.net account. Players are restricted to the starter edition for the first 72 hours. Sometimes less, but players on starter editions will have the following restrictions. Act 1 up to the Skeleton King is available. It has a level 13 cap on it. Matchmaking is only available with other people who are, have this same restriction to you. Uh, no auction house, real money, or gold auction house. 
and global play is not available. That means if you're in America, you can't play in Asia and you know Europe and anywhere else. Okay. To me, well, couldn't care less. You should own Diablo three <laughs> well, by now. It's that good. So if you're just is, now is purchasing that... it, you should really reconsider your life choices. I I I disagree. I feel that people who haven't purchased it, I I want you to try out the game. I'm not sure if this is yeah, a good this, idea. This isn't a trial. This is you just paid sixty dollars, and now for the next three days, you're level capped at thirteen. Right. That's I'm sorry, not a good that's idea. Bull. That's this is this is a bad thing. idea on on Blizzard's part. The point is is that they're trying to stop people who are gold farmers, who are item farmers, who are just there, not even to play the game, but just to try to break the economy. No, and I, I absolutely agreed with that, with the real money auction house thing. You can access the real money auction house for 72 hours. I was fine with this. This, I'm sorry, I love Blizzard, but this is bull. And it yeah, needs the, to be The fixed. level cap needs to go. If the I paid sixty dollars, it takes me five minutes to get to level thirteen. How long does it take wrong. people to get to the Skeleton King? We get people that challenge every week to play through up to the Skeleton King. This needs to go. Stop with the the caps on gameplay. That's not gonna give you anything but headaches. That has to go. I understand matchmaking out. I understand auction house out. I understand taking out global play, maybe. But the level cap. And that capping it at Skeleton King in your act, that's a horrible idea. Horrible. Yeah, I, you know, this is one of those ones that proves that even Blizzard fanboys like myself, you know, I, I love Blizzard. I love everything they do. I really have. But this is one of the very few mistakes that they make. And you know what? I'm calling them on it. This is bull, and this will be changed. I guarantee it very soon. Oh, you better bet. I can see that changing pretty soon. All right, moving on. On the lighter side of things, we have our final Inferno update, which we have done a few times in the past. This is our final one. We're calling it right here. Diablo has officially been beaten. Hardcore Inferno Diablo was defeated this past week by Kriparian and Krippy. Congratulations to both of y'all. And as stated, it is the world's first Inferno Diablo kill. Bashiok backed it up on Twitter and everything. This can't be the last one because I want to see one where it's one person solo the entire way. You know, I'll keep an eye open. The second I see the first solo Inferno hardcore kill... I'll bring back the Inferno update just for you, Liz. Thank you. No problem. Liz, speaking of, do you have any information for us? A 24-hour maintenance hit Warcraft 3, Diablo 2, and StarCraft 1 for the U.S. East and Azeroth servers this Wednesday for hardware update. And, of course, people complained nonstop. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was cool. I really think that this is awesome that they're keeping up with, you know, the old War 3, Diablo 2, and StarCraft servers, keeping them alive. That's awesome. And I, I'm really, as a, as a business, I don't care what you say about Blizzard. How many other giant gaming, you know, monsters in the industry actually keep their old games alive? This you know, is an excellent thing. A perfect example is I was there when the... Uh, 
the Halo One servers went offline. Oh man, I was too. I thought, <laughs> you know, the, there's another. You know that game came out after all three of these games, and yep. their servers are shut down. They're still ba- maintaining. I was you know. there when uh, Fantasy Star Online was shut down. Man, I cried so hard. Uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, Star. In, all these great games get shut down. Well, Blizzard is not only keeping your War Three, Diablo Two, and Starcraft up and going. They're doing a full. They did a full twenty-four hour maintenance for hardware upgrades this previous Wednesday. So we are giving you kudos for that, Blizzard. Yeah, this is why I am a Blizzard fanboy. You know, these are the things they're doing right. You know, but occasionally they make a stupid mistake. You know, it's nice that they actually do live up those stupid mistakes, though. Anywho, um, Keth, speaking of you being a fanboy, we have a a Bashiok fanboy post. What do you got for us? You know what? I love Bashiok. I, you know, he's he's my favorite blue poster, and he. Posted it up there. He said, finally got my Heroes Rise D3 class sigils. Everyone should all be flagged now, so jump in game and get your achievements and your sigils. Personally, I don't care. I, you know, I, I love the fact that Bashiok said something. I, you know, I'm a huge fanboy of his. I, you know, he, he gets out there and gets the information out there and is completely honest about it. Uh, but the class sigils, the flags, I'm sorry, I just don't care. You know, Man, you got to be kidding. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? I love these things. I got really? all five. I'm so excited about them. I got them. all five too, but I didn't even look at them. I was <sighs> like, oh, okay, that's all okay. How could you not love these? There's something to collect. When was the last time you pulled your flag out in game? <laughs> I pull mine out all the time. The day, and you commented on my pink flag? <laughs> yeah, we were making fun of Liz's flag the other day. Yeah, but I didn't look at the fact that it had a this or that on it. I looked at it and went, wow, it's pink. And then I moved on. Dean, uh, did he well, look that's because you're oh, weird. All right, guys. Well, we're going to uh, actually not have the hard corner this week. Um, we're just going to skip over that because we're running really short on time. We had a, a big patch thing to read. I do want to give a shout out to all of my hardcore heroes. That's Paul K. Snickle. And will A. And I do want to say that next week we are continuing the Naturalist Challenge Butcher Edition. That's no repairs, no vendor, no stash, and no auction house. If you complete it, send an email in to DiabloOffTheRecord at gmail.com with the title, I am a hardcore hero. Or if you die during it, take a picture of where you died and send in an email saying, I am a fallen hero. We may miss your submission if your email is not have one of those two titles. But, alright guys, we're gonna end the communal fire section right here. And we will be right back with the voodoo. Voodoo. Welcome back. You are in Davuduman. Our spotlight of the week could be skills, combos, or even lore. In fact, this week we have a bunch of emails and community interaction to share with you, our loving fans. This first one, Liz, could you read it? Yes. It says, hey, Dan, I don't know why he only addressed you, but that's okay. Because I'm awesome. 
You mentioned that there were Mac performance issued, uh, issues adjusted in the patch, and I would just like to add a resounding yes. I have seen massive performance improvements in my game. Previously, there were unplayable levels, but now all seem to work great. He has a 24-inch iMac from about 2008, and about the best you can get it at that time. And this is from Richard D. And thank you, and yes. <laughs> the get Liz is issues. right there with you. Oh, I want to hug everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you, Richard D. Um, next one. up. I'm, I'm actually going to get this one. This is one of my favorite ones because I was a huge Necro fan. Um, this one's from Cashby, who actually added me in-game. Pretty cool dude. Uh, Cashby says, hey, all. See, this one actually included you two this time. Aww. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Hey, all. So I was helping my buddy through Act 2 earlier this evening and came across a random event where you help a necromancer kill some baddies. Unlike the necros in this game I've come across before, this one actually looked and even sounded like the necro from Diablo 2. So because of this, it got me thinking, what if this is some sort of hint at what is to come with the new expansions and new classes to play? And what kind would you like to see? It said, either way, I thought it was kind of cool to come across this one in-game, wearing an awesome-looking armor and chilling with his skellies like so many of us loved to do back in the day. Representing the D2 old guard, Cashby. P.S. I've attached a screenshot of the Necro. Can't tell if he's rocking his the ponytail still, although I would love to see him with pigtails. Aww. I know. I love Cashby. All right. Anywho, I just wanted to say... I would be so excited if they found a way in one of the future expansions to bring back some of the old uh, characters, even though they, they, yeah, they kind of mirrored them. You know, Wizard being the mirror of the Sorceress, of course. Barb being, I don't know, probably the Barb. Um, you know, Monk kind of being <laughs> the Paladin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think it would be kind of cool to see some of the old characters, even if they're just reskins of the, the ones we have now. I think that'd be awesome to be able to see, um, you know, a assassin walking around or, you know, seeing a, a necro. I would love a necro. Maybe I've misheard, but I think that uh, someone at Blizzard had said they're not planning on doing that. But I've also heard a lot of other people discussing what if the next class is a shapeshifter. You know, I I think they need a shapeshifter. It's kind of something that they've always had. It would round out the, the place pretty well. All right, Keth, could you get the last email for us? Absolutely. Uh, hey, guys. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Last episode, you spoke about buying items on the auction house and being patient to search for bargains. However, what is the best way to sell items? Also, are commodities better to sell than armor or weapons? I remember Dean mentioning he was so happy that the commodities were back because it meant he could make tons of gold. Any help is greatly appreciated. Jay. Jay. The long and short of it, it is, it takes time. You know, there are certain markets and there are certain things that are going to sell better than others. Your high-end commodities are going to sell well because the people that can, you know, that can utilize those high-end commodities can afford them. So, you know, the level 60 guy who's on Inferno Diablo who needs, you know, the best of the best obviously has the gold to buy the best of the best. The same goes with weapons and armor. The positive side to commodities is it's a pretty steady rate. Uh, you know, th those are your old standbys. You can sell those. They're pretty much going to be, you know, if this item's worth 100 gold, it's going to be worth 100 gold. Dang near every day, every time. 
you know, it, it's good to go. Your weapons and armor, however, you know, the the bigger the bonuses to, you know, things like resistances when you get into the end game, the higher the stat bonuses for your specific class. These are things that can go, you know, from dirt cheap, like some of the stuff we've gotten, you know, for a thousand gold or something, you know, like how I said when I hit level 60, I decked out my barbarian for less than a hundred thousand. Those weren't the best items I could possibly get. The best items I can possibly get, one of the things like the Storm Shield, for example, for my Barbarian, you're looking at a minimum of 20 million gold. If you get something like that, you can make a ton of money quick with armor and weapons. However, if you're not getting those stats, commodities are the way to go. Like I said, those are your old standbys. Throw it on there, you know what it's going to sell for, and it's going to stay that steady price for most of the time. Now, with the price... or the want for blacksmithing pages and such go down because we don't need them as much? You're going to run into that with your lower level ones, your, your pages and your tombs. However, mm. you know, your, your big ones, uh, Toma secrets, you know, those are still required to make those legendary items, those high level, you know, items. Those are the ones that are going to be being made the most. And those are the ones that are going to, you know, be the highest price. On the other hand, the low-level ones are going to be making a ton of items because you're going to have people like me and Dean uh, that have been saving up for just a you know forever. You know, I have fifty. You know, I, I have literally like seven hundred of every essence. Uh, you know that I can spend. I just haven't had the time to do it yet, and that's the kind of thing where it's I'm going to just sit there and create these items over and over and over again until I get the one with the perfect stats. Then I'm going to turn around put that one up on the auction house for a billion gold and then right. I'm going to buy Dean's soul and crush but it. But not everybody <laughs> knows not everyone knows what the perfect stats are. So what you do is what I recommend is if you get an item you see it has some good stats on it, you recognize it has some really big stats on it, go to the auction house, search for similar typed items and figure out, "Hey, I want to put it about here." And then reduce about you know, 5000 to 10000 off of the price because well, you want it to be cheap enough for someone to actually want to purchase it. Let me scratch what you just said and say 5 to 10% instead of 1000 Okay, that, I know. I'm thinking of items at my level. So, yeah, take about 5 to 10% off of what you normally would. Give people a reason to pick your item over the next guys. Now, bear in mind, this is an auction house. Things are going to be driven by pricing. If everybody and their mother reduces things by 5 to 10%, we're eventually going to have aisle items worth one gold. That's not going to happen. Eventually what's going to happen is you're going to get somebody who knows how to play the auction house and is going to go, hey, look, the baseline for this item is 100,000 gold. This idiot just posted it for 80,000 or 90,000. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to turn around and flip it on him and make an extra 10 grand on it. You do need a little economics to play the auction house properly. However, if you drop that price 10, 15 percent, you know, even yeah, 20 in thing. some cases, what you're it saying is going to sell. You're just not going to make that extra 10, 15 percent. So bear that in mind. So you have to really pick, though. Would you rather have the money now or take the risk that you may sell it later or maybe not at all? I'm usually the guy that's buying out your lower price items and then turning around and <laughs> usually. making a ton of money on them. I'm willing to wait that extra day, day and a half if Not it's going to make me. Not everyone is that savvy. Well, like so, I said, you know, I'm just 
throwing it out there. Bear this in mind. You want the item to sell? Sure, undercut it by 50%. I'll buy it from you, you know, I guarantee. But you're losing 50% of your profit. That's all I'm saying. If you want the thing to sell and you're willing to take that cut, do it. Absolutely. It will sell. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, on the other hand, I always I always put it significantly lower enough to where it's obvious that mine needs to sell for what it's. I always put it for what it's worth, you know. But I, I you got to find that sweet spot to where you're not just handing out your best items; you're getting paid for them. But you need to be able to be putting it low enough to actually have it sell reasonably fast. Well. You know, I, I'm just pointing it out there. And and granted, the auction house is something we could have our own podcast. Oh man, just I could spend all day so, talking about it. I, you know, I don't want to, you know, get into this too much. But just, you know, take your time, think about what you're doing, and you're going to turn out okay. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up the show. Liz, could you please read out our five star reviews? We have five star reviews from America OZ12 MGS. <laughs> Mythman and David T from the UK, Duffman85 from Canada, Chris M. And Twitter shoutouts. We've got Lauderlore Onslaught. I don't know if those are L's in front of back there, or not. I, I have no idea. I just copied over. I, 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 Onslaught, I, I, I. Zen Pogo Brokes. J. Kaliandra. I'm going to get so ripped apart for saying <laughs> these rise. Uh Brian Armstrong. Mr. T Rocks believe cashby jared mcclendon drum smasher one two three zippo 1968 and t dog t dog t dog t dog all right keth yo could you please read out our radio survey mentions absolutely hey guys uh, if you got a couple minutes take the time jump on our website and take that radio survey that's on there you can't miss it it's you know, big old icon right there on the right of the screen. It's hugely important to us. I can't begin to explain what it is. It's going to tell us what you want to see in our shows. It's going to help us out. You know, Taylor, make these shows to you. If you don't want to hear me whining about how DN sucks at life, get on there, take that survey mention, and I will promptly ignore it. <laughs> no, I, I'm just wow. Yeah, no, you know, we we don't ignore those. No, we don't. Uh, those survey mentions are are of the utmost importance to our network. It, it really does help us out. Uh, you know, even more important than our five-star reviews on iTunes, which we do appreciate, you know, but Hey, take 10 minutes, do them both. It's great. Also, uh, paid mentions for the small fee of $10. We'll also provide any kind of small ad or shout out to commemorate whatever you wish. Please go to our website, use the PayPal donate button or simply email us. And we'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Uh, again, you know, this helps out the network. If you like these shows, if you're, you know, if you're a fan, you know, we could use the donation, you know, but definitely take that radio survey because that one's free. doesn't cost you a dime. All right. And Liz, where could we be reached? We can be reached at DiabloOffTheRecord.com and DiabloOffTheRecord at gmail.com and TheQuestGamingNetwork.com. And you can listen to all of the Quest Gaming Network shows record live most of the time, at livestream.com slash thequestshow. Uh, Diablo Off the Record is at Friday at 6 p.m., and Elder Scrolls Off the Record at Wednesday at 7 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time, these are all. <laughs> and Minecraft off the record, Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Star Wars off the record, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All righty. Uh, me and Keth are both giving out our in-game names for all of our listeners. Please just add us, and we will accept your... Uh your friend invite and say hi to us. Tell us we suck. Anything you want. Anywho, um, mine, you can reach me at Dian number 1737. Keth can be reached at Keth, K-E-T-H, number 1690. We also have Twitters where you can reach us. My Twitter is at D-I-E-N Force. My throat's hurting, or I'd be louder. Liz is at mistress underscore LeBeau, L-E-B-E-A-U. Keth is at Keth Gaming, K-E-T-H Gaming, all one word. Remember, never, ever, ever give out your account information. Grab a Battle.net authenticator, either a physical one or one on your smartphone for free. And install antivirus and anti-spyware software. Make sure to keep that up to date and check regularly. Now, I'd like to go into our final thoughts real quick. I'd just like to say that I'm I'm actually very happy that 1.0.3 came out. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm just talking about this. Makes me want to get back into the game and, and play on my monk a little bit more. Liz, what do you got going on? Any final thoughts? I do have a final thought is that you have to play the auction house. Just think about things that you would pay for or what you would pay for certain items, and um, then you can be one-shotting everything like I am on my mount. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Keth? Hey, my final thoughts are it's been a busy week. Hopefully less, uh, next week will be a little less hectic, and I'll actually be able to get on and check out this patch. Yeah. Definitely. I want to see you on there play a little bit He's more. such a liar. He was on there all the time this week. I know. I'm not calling him out on that. He <laughs> apparently was on, but not actually doing stuff. Yeah, there was a, a while there where I fell asleep at the computer, so I was I on. I just wasn't time. on. I wasn't doing anything. All right. Diablo Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network podcast in association with Middle Earth Network. Written by all the hosts of Diablo Off the Record. All right, this is Dean, Dave, Dean Force Adams, saying goodbye. Have a good week. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>